Hello, hello, you guys. What's up? What's up? Libby and I have very exciting news as we enter our last few episodes of season two. Yeah, we're literally going out with a bang. Not only are we ending with three episodes and that are going to be like three amazing guests, but we're also ending our season with technically not just me and Libby anymore. What? What does that mean, Marla? I don't understand. No, we're not getting a new host. We're not replacing Maxine. Could never. But. Irreplaceable. Exactly. But instead of just coming at you as Marla and Libby, two girls making a podcast. New York, L.A. Slightly for fun, but also kind of just like seriously. And we're kind of putting it out there ourselves with no help with anyone besides the two of us. Instead, we'll now we bring you Schmuck Boys from Jewish Journal! And a lot of this is due to Allie. Just shout out Allie for making the incredible introduction to Shawnee. We could not be more excited, more blessed. You know, we had no idea that this would have occurred when we started, especially as quickly as it has. Yeah. It's for tuning in and showing all the love and yes. making the whole thing. <laughs> yes. Thank you to Allie for the introduction. Thank you to Shawnee for helping to get this whole thing going. And so, yeah, basically what this means from now on, instead of just me and Libby creating and distributing the podcast all on our own, we will now be putting out Schmuck Boys in distribution with the Jewish Journal, which I feel like most people have heard of it. If you haven't heard of it, the Jewish Journal is like... You'll hear a lot about it if you haven't. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge (laughs) Jewish media company. They put out news, email letters, all type of content. Sometimes... And that also means cooler guests, too, that they are in touch with. So keep those recommendations coming. And one other thing I just wanted to say was it feels like it was just yesterday when we had our first episode where we're basically trying to explain why we are able to talk about dating and why we are trustworthy and I feel like Mm -hmm. we've earned that place now yeah yeah thanks for allowing the trust to occur guys yeah this is so exciting you know when we started this podcast we didn't really know where it was gonna go and it just I think goes to show that a podcast that is Jewish based can be something that's like can grow and like be bigger than just something for fun and Libby and I are so excited for what's to come with this new distributor new partnership with the Jewish Journal and yeah so our podcast will still be coming to the same place Spotify Apple podcast nothing about our content is going to change yeah to yeah. make that clear like yeah. we're just getting more support now Exactly. If you guys want to talk about something that we would have talked about before, I can assure you we will still talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, So yeah, we're really excited. This will be technically the first official episode under that distribution. And yeah, we're excited for this cute little rebrand to help grow the podcast. 
Woo-woo. Back to our regularly scheduled programming, as usual, starting with the updates. Libby, you have these exciting plans coming up. You also yes. celebrated your birthday. How is... Although I think we, we talked about your birthday, right? I, we chatted B-Day, but now there's a big cruise coming up. Um, and it almost, it's weird. It's like, yeah, my birthday happened. It felt like it was so long ago, but I keep getting these amazing gifts, including one from Marla, one from one of my like best friend's parents. Like in my lobby the other day, we had Jack's friends took us out for dinner the other night because I couldn't make it. And I'm like, people are so nice this year. Like what? Like, I don't know. It was just a really good month. Um, and it's just always so nice to feel the love marla got me this amazing schmuck boys mug so i'm gonna be overly obnoxious uh anytime we record jack and i going on the third cruise on thursday i got the worst massage of my entire life that left marks all over my back um and it was just not a vibe so this is your psa that if you're uncomfortable in a massage don't wait until the hour ends like Mm -hmm. literally don't just say ouch like leave (laughs) um they are going to give a free massage to subsidize i might wait it out a little bit yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) i got my first gel manicure before this boat my mom's in israel actually so she's on her own vacation while i'm online Mm -hmm. um yeah that's that's the tea on my end just really excited for the trips yeah, wait, can remind me where what um what areas this cruise going to? We're going to nine days, Bermuda, Haiti, and DR, two parts wow. of DR. Wow. That's so exciting. Is it gonna be more like beach? Is it gonna be adventurous? A mix of both? So we're gonna figure out like excursions when we get on the boat, mm-hmm. but the schedule is we're getting picked up in Jersey this time, not like near my apartment, but it's okay. It's still worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be at sea for two days. And mm-hmm. then the third day will be in Bermuda. The fourth day will be at sea. The fifth day will be in Haiti. The sixth day will be in La Romana DR. The seventh day will be in Puerto Plata DR. The eighth will be at sea. The ninth will be at sea. The tenth, we come home. Nice. Okay. Do so you it's think like a good have... mix. Yeah. Do you feel like so now, obviously, you and Jack, you've been on two cruises already you feel like you guys know how to vacation together you're just like you got this pat down yeah honestly like we have such a routine now that I feel like it just works Mm -hmm. now and now that I understand like how the cruise works like we can both kind of take the control but I really I think in every partnership you kind of have like the one person in the relationship that like loves the planning mm-hmm. and like loves like setting everything up and the other one just like loves to like experience it yeah so I think that works really really well for us because we're both like super curious and spontaneous but at the same time like he was really great at like planning and then like I would call and like check in like hey like just making sure like reservations mm-hmm. all good on your end la 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 mm-hmm. um and like packing obviously yeah but- yeah i'm just like stress um, packing i hate packing and i always pack worse. too much and then i never wear half of it but i'm like i need the options is it when you don't bring the options you're like oh i should have brought options and then you bring and then you overpack and you're like i overpack like when i was on my spain trip 
one of my good friends like did not bring enough and she had to borrow some of my clothes and we like joked about it and she was like oh I can't believe I didn't pack enough I'm like yeah but it's fine because I overpacked so at least then I felt mm-hmm. like my stuff was useful even if I didn't wear it you wore it so I felt good about overpacking I love that I love that yeah and also like they do laundry on the cruise too like if oh, you that's need nice. yeah like you pay for it but we've done it but yeah to answer your question I think that vacations are important when you date like as you know some people think like you have to live with them before I personally think every situation is different Mm -hmm. um I think if you spend enough time together that's not like a need yeah that's like you could still really get to know a person without it yeah yeah I mean yeah I think that's not a lot of people I think in the secular world know but it's really common in the Jewish world or maybe even like other religious worlds that like you do not move in together until you're married like some jewish people follow that and they won't live together before they're married some jewish people still live together before they're married but that is terrific if you do go on vacations with someone that is getting a little bit of a taste of like being in close quarters for a long period of time how do you guys i think also you have to remember like you're on a boat you're in one space and then Mm -hmm. like nine days you're doing everything together whereas like if you're on another vacation like let's say you got into a fight like you could like walk away like yeah. no like you're on the same boat yeah <laughs> like there's no way not that anything bad happens but I think you know living in a studio apartment and going on a boat are like the two biggest tests mm-hmm. 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 cha-ching cha-ching like yeah I just think it's funny, like how you can like see these things in different lights so yeah no, that's true. Probably living in a studio apartment in New York City is the equivalent of being in a cruise room on a boat because it's probably the same size. <laughs> you know, honestly, this this boat may be the same size as my apartment, like the room. Yeah. But these boats are huge, huge. And it's and it's um royal. And I've never been on Royal. I've only been on Norwegian. Okay. So I'm excited to kind of like the differences between each i'm thinking about maybe doing like a tiktok series on like boats like cruises and tips on i don't know why not no i like that i think that's a good idea people know you're a big cruise girl now so it's reliable guys just fair warning like the first photo i post with jack on the boat the caption will be drum roll please Refer to us as cruise couple from now on. Thanks. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> I don't know why at three in the morning I woke up and that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> oh my God, I have, the first, I have the best caption idea. I'm like, go to bed. Yeah, like turn off, turn off that's the brain. That's what social media would do to me. Like yeah. I, my brain is always on. But yeah. Marla, what's the tea? Give us the scoop. Okay. Yes, my dating life. Um... Well, this is somewhat new news to Libby. I just kind of told her this actually before we recorded, started recording. But we've talked to a lot of guests on here that have big social media followings, some of them who share about their dating lives, some who don't. And like, I feel like most of the ones that share about their dating life or have shared about it at one point eventually get to a point where they're like, "Mm, I think I want to take a break from sharing until it gets more serious. And that is kind of how I'm feeling. I think I kind of want to like take a pause from sharing like the personal details of my dating life. And be what like, if there's good stories? Do you promise to share? Like I'll share like good stories. Funny, weird. Yeah. No, I'll share good stories. I'll share funny stories. Maybe there'll be stories from 
the past and not necessarily present day. Maybe it will be stories that I say happened to a friend, but really happened to me. <laughs> um, Got it, but... guys. Any friend stories from our love, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I just, you know, I'm trying to be really intentional with my dating. And so I think that also means being more cautious of what I say. Um, just also Especially because- since more people are about to listen. <laughs> Especially because way more people are about to listen and sorry like, guys. The Jewish world in New York is is huge and small at the same time. Everyone's and about to like be like Jewish journal, no, but like, <laughs> yes, it's a good thing, guys. And Marla should be an intentional dater and we love this for her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not necessarily forever. Like there may get to a point where I'm like, you know what, I feel comfortable sharing again. But I think I'm kind of feeling like I want to try to not share details until something gets to a more serious stage. But Libby and I obviously still want to talk about dating stuff and Jewish events and things like that. So we'll still talk about dating topics um, before we get into our guests. Uh, but this time, but now for the next few episodes for the season, I'm just going to like lay low on, on details. Um, but I will say I'm very excited because this week, my friend and I, my friends and I are going to a FIDF la event if you guys don't know what that is it's friends of the idf it's an organization they have big events in new york and la maybe other cities too and i've been to their events in new york and they were fun this is my first time checking out one of their events um in la it's like a and you're almost a year in la right yeah in like two months which is crazy and you've been staying in the same place this whole time Yes, I am actually moving in a couple months. Me and my friend are going to try to move in together in a new uh, part of LA, which I'm excited about. Um, but yeah, I feel like the summer, there's always like a lot of fun Jewish events that happen um, in pretty much every major city. Like there's all different types of like happy hours. There's more events outside. I feel like my last summer in New York, there was Jewish events like every week that I was going to. So Libby and I will also try to keep you guys updated on fun events going on. Um, yeah. This will come out. I actually, wait, I do have a fun event to share. I went to the coolest Shabbat I've ever been to. Oh, yeah? Yes. Um, It's called, give me one second. Sure. I want everyone who's in New York who's single to go to this. It's like Chabad Young Professionals on the Upper East Side. They had do a holy hour, happy hour. And it was at the Ramaz, like, high school. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. Amazing food. They served Cholent Friday night. Like, good amount of guys, good amount of girls. Everyone was, like, cool. They closed at 10. And then, like, there's after things that occur. But, like, Mm -hmm. I was sitting there, like, how did I not know about this? Apparently, they do it every week. And that's where a lot of people go. Oh, and I fun. knew a lot of people that were there and they were all cool. And shout out Rebecca Buckwald, who was sitting next to me when I got my first gel manicure. And she was like, are you going tonight? I'm like, to what? And she was like, you don't go to this Shabbat. I'm like, oh my God, I love this place. So if you guys end up needing a Shabbat, come, I will probably be there. Wait, that's awesome. That's so fun. That they also do, Um, it's, it's. I think Chabad of Upper East, I went there once before I moved and they mm. did this cool thing where it was like a bring a friend Shabbat. So everyone was supposed to bring someone with them, preferably like 
if you're a guy, you bring a guy friend, a girl, you bring a girlfriend, and then you were like assigned to a table. And basically, like each table had 10 people. That's and cool. You didn't know anyone else. And it was funny because actually, um, our friend Rick is the one that brought me because he couldn't find a guy friend to go. And I was oh like, I'm about God. to move. I was like, this is like this is like a few weeks before I was moving. So I was like, it's not really pointing me going to like a Shabbat that's very clearly for singles because I'm moving in three weeks, but sure I'll go. But it yeah. was definitely a first single scene, but at the same time, like Jack and I were happily like people watching and like vibing and like yeah. I would go without him and just like vibe out. Like Talia went, my friend Mimi went, um, Jack's friend Sam went. Um we saw like friends from Brooklyn there. Yeah. Cool yeah. Crap. Chabad Chabad of Upper East is great um try to think other events that i saw there's like definitely other events coming up in la that i can talk about um i'll have to check the dates the fidf one though that will be technically last night when this comes out so that'll be too late but oh i did see um the village synagogue is doing their first young jewish professionals shabbat of the summer on friday july 7th Crazy. When I saw them post it, I was so confused at first because I, oh, oh, Friday, July 7th. Let me turn to my wall calendar here that I have and mark it. And I go to look and I go, that's weird. My calendar is saying July 7th is a Thursday. So I DM the 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 synagogue's page. I, I know the rabbi and his wife. And I message him like, oh, hey, like, I don't know if there's a typo or something. Like July 7th is a Thursday. And they're like, right. and they're like, no, it's not. Like, check your calendar. I'm like, what? I look again. I'm like, that's so, my, I'm like, my wall calendar says, July 7th is a Thursday. Like, what? Then I'm like, let me check my phone. I go to my phone. July 7th is a Friday. My Wait. calendar is so printed confusing. wrong. The entire month of July is off by one day of the week. That is so confusing. I'm like about to reach out to them on Amazon and like ask for a refund or something because... I'm Only so, you. Literally. That's so funny. Honestly, figuring out this mistake made so much sense because I remember like... Last month, looking at the month of July, saying, what day of the week is my birthday on? Oh, a Saturday? Amazing. So fun. Saturday night birthday. And then I'm like talking to people and they're like, no, the 30th is a Sunday. And I'm like, what? I look at my phone. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. The 30th is a Sunday. I don't know why I thought it was a Saturday. But you know what? I always think about it like what day was it last year plus one? Well, that's why I think last. I don't remember what mine was. It had to have been on a Saturday if this year it's on you're a right. Sunday. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I didn't even remember that. But it was funny because that was two <laughs> months ago. And then just now I made the realization. I'm like, that's why I thought two months ago my birthday was on a Saturday this year. Because that's what my wall calendar said. So and now I'm going to reach out to this company on Amazon and let them know that their July is off by an entire day. Maybe I won't ever ask for a refund. Maybe I'll ask if I can get my next year I think calendar. I need to be a calendar girly, but you're also scaring me. But I have this like month calendar that sticks to the fridge and I, I got to utilize it more. But you know what's crazy? I really do remember everything. Like calls and whatever is in my phone. Mm. But like events, social yeah. events, ingrained. Mm. You know, it's, it's scary. Like, it's more like I'm not even, it's, I'll remember things, but it's more like I like having them written down because it just, I don't know. It, it's like a, it's like, no, it's say, nice. you know what I mean? If you write things down, you have to remember. I them, agree. But... Hot girls put things in the calendar. Yes, they do. Um, but okay. Oh. Anything else? So yeah. If you're in LA Friday, July 7th. Don't, don't buy calendars on Amazon guys. 
or if you do i don't know check to make sure that all the dates are right before using it um what else what else oh well i mean i'll mention this even though it comes out it's this thursday so it will only be the day before um h lit which is the organization that i'm a part of they're doing this cool um event to kind of um help premiere my friend's podcast it's kind of like a mixture of spirituality and sci-fi so that's this thursday you can find information at h lit on instagram about that events um yeah anything i think anything else we want to talk about before we get into this very exciting episode with at a guest that probably is one again like we, we love all of our guests but you'll know why this guest is special once, oh, once yeah. you hear who it and is. And I got to hang out with her. And she yes. was so cool Oh, yeah. The best part about is that this episode you're about to hear was recorded a couple weeks ago. And since then, Libby and our guest... We've been, like, texting every day. Yeah, you're their homies now. Like, real homies. So cool, so incredible. And this is someone who's, like, super inspiring to us because... In our opinion, she's completely revolutionized like the Jewish dating world just by being the face of the show and just being such a lovely person to talk with. Like it's one person to be great and influential in the media, and it's another to be genuine in a conversation enough to like be able to reach out all the time afterwards with such a busy schedule and a time difference. Yes, exactly. So for our last episode of the Jewish matchmaking series for now until next season when maybe hopefully we bring on other guests we're very excited to welcome lisa ben shalom well we're thrilled this week to continue with our jewish matchmaking series hopefully if enough of us watch it we can make season two happen i mean the amount of time we've said jewish matchmaking (laughs) on a podcast that should be like you know, but we're especially excited about this one because she is, in a way, the star of the show with the hardest job. Please welcome the Jewish matchmaker, Aliza Menshalo. Thank Woo! you. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Very happy to have so you. Happy. Um, so we start off all of our episodes asking our guests for a little like relationship update of the week so if there's any obviously you're married but if there's anything maybe like fun you did recently with your husband you know what my relationship status update <laughs> we do, we no, do. No, no. your update is like something fun you did like yeah like maybe you guys did a date night maybe you guys did something fun for uh shavuot whatever you kind of anything maybe memorial day uh i could tell you something really fun you want to know something that people don't really know Yes. <laughs> uh, we made a decision. We have this lovely dog, Coda the Kelev, that we brought from America when we made Aliyah. And um, we've always wanted to have puppies. And we talked about it in the right time. And you have to wait for the right time to happen. And um, we're breeding her this week. Hopefully, oh, to have puppies. And puppies are born really fast, like 60 days, 63 days. Or Mazel so that is, we've never done that before. And that was a super exciting thing for us as a couple and for the kids. And they're like, what's happening? Oh my God, <laughs> so, that's so super exciting. Super <laughs> Wait, that's so precious. Is there like, yeah. there has to be a prayer for that. Come on, right? <laughs> you know, is it I a Shekianu moment? Maybe. <laughs> I feel like you're so odd about that. Right? <laughs> 
it's definitely I'm gonna ask my rabbi he'll he'll tell (laughs) okay cool I'm so (laughs) glad um so how did Jewish matchmaking come into play for you because I remember getting these emails untitled Jewish matchmaking project potentially on big network you know that's exactly it cool Jewish matchmaker I'm like but I'm I'm not single though Uh, but (laughs) But like, obviously happy I'm not single, but I'm saying like, I was like, what a great opportunity. How did you get involved? They were doing casting for matchmakers and a matchmaker, my beloved friend, Lori Young, the Seattle Shadchan, called me and she's like, Aliza, I gave your number and your email to this lady. She's from casting. There's this untitled Jewish matchmaking show that's happening. And um, I told them they don't want me. They want you. You're good at this kind of stuff. I told them we've been doing webinars. We've been training matchmakers. We've been doing single speed dating. And they're calling you. Pick up the phone. <laughs> I said, Lori, Lori, I don't know, but I'm in. It sounds good. Don't worry. I'll pick up the phone. She gave and- you no option. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, she she literally gave, and she was a matchmaker. She literally gave out my email and my phone number and was like, wow. they're calling, so pick up. So the matchmaker <laughs> got matchmade onto the show. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And so when you first yeah. got a call from them and found out like more of the information about what this would entail, what was your reaction? Were you like full steam ahead? Were you nervous at all? Can I talk us through a little bit of your kind of thought process? So... Once I learned that it was Netflix and that it was IPC, which is the production company, and I knew that IPC had created Indian matchmaking and this was the spinoff of that, I had a lot of confidence because mm-hmm. there, uh, IPC is a documentary style reality production company where they really want to get to the heart of what something really is. It's not just sensationalism. Right. And I saw what they did. I watched Indian matchmaking. And I was like, wow, just like Jewish matchmaking. Oh my gosh. It's like the same thing, but it's not Jews. It's Indians. This is yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah. And right. then they called and I was like, wow, this would be so amazing if we could really inspire the world, talk about matchmaking and we can do it in our own way. You know, Indian matchmaking has its own style and its own flavor and Jewish matchmaking has its own flavor. And I was really excited. I, Netflix has a variety of things online. They show many different types of things about all different types of people, not just Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And there's many different points of view. And so my, my concern was, well, Where's like the yay, happy, positive Jewish content? Where's like the rah, rah, rah? Like, oh, thank you for volunteering. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is like, commit to me. This is going to be good. It's going to be a beautiful representation. And and you don't really get that kind of promise. They tell tell you what they were going to do, which was in the style of Indian matchmaking. So I said, Mm -hmm. you know what? I think if I can be a Kiddush Hashem, if I can Mm -hmm. do the right thing, within the divine right order of the world and how it should be done mm-hmm. please god with editing and all the right things then i'm praying that this can come out the right way and I, I really asked god to be my partner i was like listen i only trust you you're my true producer and and if this is gonna work we're gonna have to be a team in making this happen in addition yeah. to the ipc team and in addition to net, the netflix team right uh, and I enlisted a, a from religious producer, Ronit Pullen, and she was in the back end uh, really being strong about what was going to be, you know, appropriate representations of the Jewish people because mm. 
you can't have somebody who's not Jewish producing a Jewish show. You won't know the difference between right. what's true and what's not. Yeah. So you need you need somebody from within to do that for the authenticity sake, which mm-hmm. is what IPC believes in. They believe in documentary style reality shows, which yeah. was yeah. really the that's the perfect twist. It's exactly what this was. A hundred percent. It's so funny you say that because it's obviously true that when you're telling a story about any culture or people, you need someone there that's can tell you what's accurate and what's not accurate. And what's interesting is I actually um, had a conversation recently with one of the producers that was on set because I just wanted to talk to her from like a production standpoint of like networking and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she's not Jewish, but she was like, I was able to tell people, you know, you should explain this because non-Jews wouldn't get that. And I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like, obviously you do need the representation from people that can tell you what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. But having also someone there that can tell you, I have no idea what this is. You need to explain that also makes a lot of sense too. And and they also don't explain everything. If you watch, you will see like, I walk in, I kiss the mezuzah. There's no explanation of that. If you go online, you can Google it. So I think that there's a nice balance of explaining certain concepts and at Mm -hmm. the same time, leaving curiosity so that the watcher is motivated to learn a little bit more and figure it out on their own. I I had somebody Mm -hmm. who wasn't Jewish tell me, you know, I wasn't sure about some of these things. So I texted my Jewish friend. I was like, hey, what does this mean? And the Jewish friend writes back, I don't know. (laughs) So the non-Jewish friend goes, forget it. I'll Google it and I'll call you back. I'll tell you what it is. That's amazing. It was really funny. But I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you have the hardest job in the world. Like why why that job? How did you end up matchmaking in general? Right. I say it's the hardest job in the world, but I haven't tried every other job in the world, but I do kind of think that pairing people that are going to last for a lifetime and that you're saying no to the rest of the world kind of is a huge life decision, maybe one of the largest, uh, if not the largest. So I, I think I was always a natural peacemaker, a go-between. And I was always somebody who was very intuitive about people and things that just make sense together. I just, I saw it, I understood it. It it was, it's just something that uh, intuitively I get. And then I started to learn about it and research and all of these things. And then I built a knowledge base on top of the intuition. Mm -hmm. And for me, it just came very naturally. And then all the skills that I learned piled on top of that made, you know, doubled the efforts to just make it um, uh, something that was very, almost easy. I'm like stumbling over my words to say, but it was almost easy for me to get into. It was very natural. It it just made sense. And it felt very normal to me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that was not just that it, of course, matchmaking is difficult, but difficult in a way where it's painfully hard and, and you just, you don't get it. Mm -hmm. This was like, no, it's a hard job, of course, but no, I know, I understand this to a core level. And I think I can do something to not just help one couple, but for me, I really wanted to be a light unto the nations, to reach the world, to transform the world, to make everybody stop focusing on fear and anxiety, which is what we live on today. That's what the news is hyper-focused on and to focus on love and positivity and humor and treating people respectfully and valuing what they value and buying into their thinking and and being a little playful with them so that it's enjoyable along the ride yeah yeah absolutely and when you would have conversations with people prior to the show during to during the show was it ever like 
oh my God, like this person's perfect for you. Like, why, why can't you see it? Or like, if, you know, obviously the cool thing nowadays is like having high standards and like, you know, they need to do this, they need to do that, you know, no, not good enough. And obviously you say date them till you hate them. So did you ever have moments where you're like, oh my God, I'm going crazy. Like, how can they not see that they're meant for each other? So Yes, and there's always those moments. And when you make a match, you do truly believe in it. Why else would you put two people together? And for me, I'm always on the sidelines going, okay, please, God, let the chemistry be there. I know that the details are right, but the chemistry, I can't, you know, I, I can guess, but I the only two people can really confirm can, chemistry, location and age and background and family and all the details that somebody's really looking for. We can put those things together. Mm. We can get a vibe of one side and get a vibe of the other. But whether each side will buy into the other side and both to a similar degree, that is always the big question mark. I can get one side in and one side's out. I can get the other side in and the other one's out. I could get both that are out. Or if you're really, really lucky and blessed, you get both that are in Mm -hmm. and it happens so rarely that you really need to brace yourself for listen basically everybody I introduced to you is going to be wrong and you're going to think that I'm a failure and that there's nothing that I'm doing right for you and then one day poof we're going to put somebody in front of you and wow it's just going to work and I am going to be your hero yay la save the day but basically (laughs) every other suggestion besides the right suggestion Mm -hmm. I am a complete and utter failure. Except for the fact that I try to help people to have a positive attitude, to feel good, to have patience, to make smart decisions. Mm -hmm. But the matchmaking process is not built around success. Mm -hmm. It is built around heavy failure until you have that one success. Yay. And then you move on. Right. I love that. Have you ever been in a situation where someone's made you like pick a side if something didn't work out? Like, but Elisa, they did this. And then you hear like the other half of the story as if they're kids. Right. So yeah, I I mean, you know me, I'm like Switzerland. I'm totally in the neutral. Like, I love you. I love you. It didn't work. Okay. You have your yeah. story. They have their story. I'm sure there's truth to both sides. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can hear that. Uh, I'm not, you know, there are sometimes like, I will be closer with one side. I will know them better. I will have a right. different connection to them or they will have made an sure. investment in the relationship and been more heavily involved with me. So there are times where I, where I will end up connecting and staying in touch with somebody longer than the other side Mm, and that's just that's just normal that's just yeah it's just like it's just what it is something that we are also really curious about me especially because I feel like I mean me and Libby are I would say pretty involved in both religious world and secular world we have friends that are like in both culturally Jewish and religious and we're we are we ourselves kind of like teeter in those worlds Exodox. <laughs> yeah, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like if we, but we also, but I'm like, before I was familiar with the more religious world, I didn't hear, but I don't know what shadchans were or matchmaking. Like now with my right. brother and sister being both teshuva, very familiar with it, friends that use it. Right. So I'm curious right. for you, prior to the show, what did you ever experience working with like matchmaking less religious Jews? And what was that kind of like if it, if it was new to you to go from working with just religious Jews? to you know even secular ones okay so I don't know if you know but I grew up 
secular and I became observant. I grew up conservative, you know, Jewish, loved my Judaism, but I wasn't living and practicing it Mm -hmm. uh, on a consistent basis. And in my mid twenties, I also am a balas tshuva and decided to keep Shabbat and keep kosher and dressed modestly and start to pray more consistently. Mm -hmm. And that was my transformation. So I knew the secular world and secular Mm -hmm. dating really well. Then Mm -hmm. I learned the world and the religious She's dating Hannah really Montana world. everybody <laughs> so so we have something in common and for me the people on the show is a perfect representation of people that I've worked with I have literally had people say to me Aliza I don't know if I'm going to marry somebody Jewish but I heard you're good and I just want to talk to you about stuff mm-hmm. because you know stuff and I'll, I'll make a decision and I say great I'm happy to have a discussion with you mm-hmm. and whatever you decide will be your decision um you know if you want me to set you up I only match you know Jewish singles with other Jewish singles mm-hmm. but if you know whatever you do on your own that's your choice I'm happy to have a conversation mm-hmm. and I have worked with people that are you know men that are so religious that we don't do video calls we only do phone calls mm-hmm. uh, and that's what's appropriate. And I said, that's fine. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm totally okay with that also. Um, I've also written for secular uh, papers and very religious papers. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, so, so the show wasn't your first rodeo working no, with? Okay, no, that's really it's, interesting to it's know. really like a very, um, it's it's a normal spectrum of people that I work with. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy to work with very marriage minded people and the more observant community or traditional through you know the observant community is ready. Let's go matchmaking make yeah. something happen and they're highly motivated. Right. right. So I you can make something happen. I'm going to say it easier and uh, more consistently mm-hmm. because the timelines are shorter and people are moving through the process. Um, Más rápido, you know, right. in Spanish, as we yeah, say, yeah, yeah. a little faster. My hair, my yeah. hair. Yeah. And sense. so were you part of the casting process at all when it came to the people you were matching, as well as did you get information on them more than you would have prior to meeting them or what they were looking for? What did that look like for you? Good question. So the matchmaking uh, casting process People made you the application thing that you were talking about, like untitled. Would you like to be in with and work with a matchmaker? Yay, apply here. That went to casting, and they mm-hmm. had hundreds of applications, and they weeded through them, and they kind of gave us like the top fifty pick of the people that they thought might be most appropriate to be what I'm going to call the main people on the show. Sure. And um, you know, there was like you know the there's there's a ranking of you know who um Netflix and the production company are most interested to have but they did mm-hmm. show me you know everybody and said you know who who are your top picks and why and who are you interested in having on the show um so I did have input in that but I did not have the final decision they chose the main person but I had 100% uh control who I would set them up with mm-hmm. so um we could use anybody from casting that we knew wanted to be on a show that was really helpful mm-hmm. if they were a good match and a good date and we already knew they were okay with TV right. or we used my database or my network to find somebody. It, using my own network was a little bit more difficult because first of all, I couldn't TV. say that I was the matchmaker. That was a secret. Mm-hmm. And and I had to have matchmakers oh, wow. call on my behalf and be mysterious. And second of all, uh, 
I didn't know if they wanted to be on TV. It's a great match. It looks like an amazing match. Oh, you don't want to be on TV? Oh, thanks. Uh You just dashed my hopes and dreams. Yeah. You know, I could set you up later, but not today. Right. Um, So that was a little bit. Wow. You had to like dodge your own network like that. That's so interesting. Fun fact on our podcast. It was was like doing matchmaking with one hand tied behind your back where, where you're like, there's something happening. And if you might know, and, and somebody else had to say it on my, you know, behalf of me so that it didn't come straight from me so that nobody mm-hmm. would have a guess that it would be me which was great none of the articles guessed that it was me and mm-hmm. um I often actually hyper focus on the mentoring coaching and what I call the closing part of the matchmaking process which mm-hmm. is yeah you know sticking two people together everybody's like oh you're an introducer you're a matchmaker okay yeah that's one of three parts to matchmaking and the coaching the mentoring the support the closing making sure we get a deal done some people that introduce, they will not walk a couple through the process. Mm-hmm. So I also get dumped a lot of matches. Aliza can't handle this. You know what to do with them. Take, you know, you take it from here. Oh. If it's good, it's good. If not, not. Yeah. Um, and I, I love doing that. And I think that the show really appreciated and production appreciated having somebody who explained the process and walked the walk and talked the talk with the client. Right. It wasn't just about making an introduction. It was mm-hmm. about the whole matchmaking process. You could feel the genuineness. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like high and by. I felt like you had a relationship with, with, and each I still do. We still, we're exactly. all in, we're in WhatsApp groups and Good. texting, hi, I'm going to be in this city. Do you want to come to an event? What are you doing? And everyone we want to come to Shabbat dinner. <laughs> they've said you've really imparted like such wisdom that really has like shifted their life. And obviously the show has changed all of your lives. Are there any key factors that have made your life different as a Jewish matchmaker prior to the show versus now? Key factors that made my life different previously to now. So previously, I, 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 listen, you have to work very hard to show who you are and what you do and why Mm -hmm. this is important and how you can help somebody. Mm -hmm. I put out a book get real, get married. So people are like, oh, okay, good wisdom. Oh, I like that. Oh, maybe I could work with her. I put out articles. Oh, that's good. I like that. Maybe I could work with her. Oh, a podcast and and information. Wow. Oh, that was good advice. Maybe I need her advice or somebody from her team, one of her coaches. In a million directions. Yeah. And, and I worked really hard to build so many things up. And the difference, you know, before versus now is everything that I've done is magnified and everything Mm -hmm. is highlighted to uh, such a high degree that everything that I worked so hard for the world to understand now I'm like oh hi like hi I'm Aliza and they're like I know who you are we know what you think (laughs) we even know your husband vacuums the lawn and why oh my gosh Uh, but but I feel like I I'm no longer explaining who I am and what I think people absolutely get it. And for me, it's one of the deepest pleasures in the world to be understood. Like you, the way they represented me is me, my beliefs, me, my matchmaking, me. It's all about, it it really just, it, it really did a great job of this is who I am. A lot of the people on the show said the same thing. I feel completely myself. I was happy with how they yes. represented me. That's truly who I am. And that's just what it is. And and people really accepted it. And and it's just a pleasure to be seen for who you are. Mm. It's just, I mean, yeah. it, to me, it's, it's one of the highest joys 
to really be deeply understood by so many people. I, I have people randomly in the airport. Hi, I love your show. Can I give you a hug? I just, I love you. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, come, of course, because that's my personality. Yeah. And it's not weird. Like random strangers are hugging me and it's right. just kind of comfortable. That's amazing. Especially because as you were saying like a minute ago, and as I know too, from working in post-production, like not everyone always gets you know, the representation that they think they're going to get or the edit they they want. But I we talked about this briefly on our um when we interviewed Cindy and I was like, it really I think it's clear that the per like the behind the scenes like purpose was to give a you know a positive light onto yeah. the cast. And I think that's probably one of the best things about the show is just the positive representation. I think everyone kind of agrees with that. Um are there any maybe like fun behind the scenes moments things we didn't see anything like that that you can maybe share with us so I did really invite people to Shabbat dinner whatever city I was in so Harmony came to my Shabbat dinner and Noah in Wyoming and Dean from production and Eliana all came to my Shabbat dinner Nikisha was so mad that I wasn't staying for Shabbat she's like I'm coming over and and we cooked Uh dinner on a random weeknight uh Danny came to a Shabbat dinner we just I I really went out of my way to build a relationship with the people. It wasn't just an hour and a half intro where I met them and then bye, I'm gone and we set you up and I only see you on camera. We don't have a camera relationship. I had yeah. a real relationship with the people that I met. And mm-hmm. uh, in addition to that, behind the scenes, I was also talking to all of the camera crew. Hi, who are you dating? What's your story? How long you've been going out? Why aren't you engaged? You love her, she loves you. And it's been a year and a half. I don't understand. And they're like, well, no, no, no. I was like, I want to talk to her. Give me her number. They're like, no. Oh my God. <laughs> you were being Cheryl Cohen, the Jewish mom I play. You that's, that's so, so funny. funny. They're probably going to call him a freelancer. It's job to job. I'm not ready to say. You should have played that. You have to go be on set now. I was like, I'm not going on set until you tell me you're going to marry her. When are you going to put a ring on it? Because I'm tired of waiting. This doesn't make any sense to me. And you, oh. what are you waiting for? Like a disaster or a national emergency? Do you have to lose like a grandparent before you're like, oh, Chabal, I should have asked her to marry me. So my grandfather could have been at the wedding. Make it, make a wedding happen. What's wrong? Do you love her? Yeah. Does she love you? Yeah. Get married. <laughs> I love it. Oh my That's god! Amazing. I was I totally yet, yet to, to match. I can never invite you to any holiday meal at my house. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was bad. <laughs> no, are, these are good I mean, questions you're asking. Lovingly playful, loving oh, yeah. people. I mean, they but loved it. The we had such a good time. That's what makes it such a fun. Yeah, that's amazing. One of one of our listeners was curious. Do you um, how much of it was real? But I think it was like all of it, right? You'd say? <laughs> it was all real. I worked, walked in for the first time. When you see me meet somebody on camera, yeah. they wouldn't let me. They only gave me phone numbers or I asked them for their phone numbers after I initially met them. They wanted the very first meet and greet to mm-hmm. be the very first meet and greet. Yeah. So wow. you see everything in real time. I really give my husband a haircut. Um, it's <laughs> normal. Great. I give my boys haircuts too. I've even given my dog a haircut. <laughs> like, I love that. It's all really who we are. Yeah. Um, you see only snippets of it, but but right. it's it for me it was real. I don't know if anybody else was acting, but I am not a paid actress and I don't know how to memorize lines. Just That's whatever what comes out of my mouth. For, so. Yeah, whatever comes out comes out. Okay, really quick, we're going to play a game with you. It's called Trust Your Doubt or Keep Going Out, based off your rules. So after five dates, you ask your date if you think their family would like you, and they give a very wishy-washy response. 
What do you do? So like, do you like, do you trust do you your trust dad your that mom? like, maybe you sh- like, you should stop seeing them or you keep going out with them after that? You no, know, we keep going out. Maybe their family's crazy. That's fair. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if I trust the, the family more than I trust as long as I like the person that I'm with. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, they keep talking about making fun or explain or exciting plans, but when push comes to shove, they keep resorting to let's just get drinks. Uh, I'm bored. Uh, you know, bye. <laughs> Unless the next date you want to make a plan. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm done with drinks. Can't let's wait forever. Yeah. And I mean, how many times, I, two times, three times, and we're still just getting drinks. Yeah. I don't like drinks that much. Yeah. <laughs> You meet their friends for the first time and do not vibe super well. It's a tough one because you can have your friends and I can still like you. So I would still keep going out. I want to know if I like the person. And then I just Mm -hmm. want to agree that like those friends, they're your friends. You do your time. Like my husband sometimes we're like, listen, those are boys. You can go out with your guy friends, hang out with the boys. I can hang out with the girls. And then certain couples we can hang out with together, but Mm -hmm. we don't always you know, match with every couple. Right. So yeah, I, I would give it longer. I wouldn't just ditch somebody. Yeah, that's fair. Sure. Am and I supposed he, to answer like, keep going out? Or am I no, supposed no, to no, no, that was good. No, that was yeah, good. that was it. They, they keep Perfect. going out. Well, cause it's funny. Cause obviously your whole thing is like, when in doubt, go out. When in doubt, go out. Date them until you like, hate them. Trust the doubt. But, um, I like this game. Yeah. Um, it's so funny because we talk about this on the podcast all the time. Like for the majority of my dating career, I have been an absolutely when in doubt, go out, date him till you hate him. Like that has been me for like five years, but so much so that now I'm kind of like, maybe I should try to like be like more decisive, but so, I relate so, no, so no, much to your advice because that's what I've been doing for like five years. Okay, so <laughs> it is true that if you continue for too long mm-hmm. and it's not just when in doubt, go out, but it's, I always have doubt. And then the other person will dump me because I never figured it out. Then mm-hmm. we need to help you. So yeah. you you can't always follow that rule if you're too generous and you always get dumped. Mm. Mm. That's awesome. And true. then the very last question we ask everyone, what is Elisa's definition of a schmuck boy? <laughs> it's so funny. I was like, what is this show? Why do we have this name? Jewish I mean, look, I got dating until you hate him. We're so like, Jewish dating cool in our own way. <laughs> That's why your show is so important to us. <laughs> I know, like, I can't criticize. Date him till you hate him, schmuck boy. I'm like, I don't know. I, 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 I don't even know what I got myself into here. But um, <laughs> I think if we're just talking about it. I don't even like the word schmuck boy. But okay, if we're talking about it, I think it's just somebody who's like, oh, really? Like, what you doing? What? I like, yeah. huh? What? Yeah. yeah. Like that's. I, it's just not even like words for it. It's just like, huh? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I love that. That's a great definition. Beautiful. And it's where more can of a people face than a word? Yeah. Where can people find you and do you have any upcoming events or projects that you want to share? Yes, you can find me at marriagemindedmentor.com. You can also find me on all social media at Eliza Ben Shalom. Uh, and in terms of upcoming events, yeah, I'm doing a two week tour in the U S I'm going to be in 10 cities in two weeks. I'm literally in in some cities. I'm there less than 24 hours flying in, flying out at New York and Miami and Montreal and Connecticut and we're coming to LA September. I'm coming. 
I, mean, I don't think I saw it at first, but maybe I'll check. Okay. No, no, no. It's this is the June tour. We've got an August tour. We've got a uh-huh. September tour. We've okay. got a November. Like basically every four to six weeks, I got to fly out. Oh my gosh! Uh, and well, we do a so online happy for you. online yeah. programs and courses. So be your own matchmaker. We have. We do have five date clarity. We didn't talk about the no touching thing, but that's like a whole thing. Yeah. Um, dating detox, things like this that really help people to clear. Yeah. And uh, please visit our website, check out our courses, coaches. Everybody wants matchmaking. By that, they mean introductions. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, coaching and courses get you under the chuppah 75% of the time. And the introduction <laughs> comes from a place that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. So trust me on that. Beautiful. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you for having the best time. You guys are great. Thank Thank you so much. Cause you're just a schmuck boy. You're just a schmuck boy. That's not enough boy. Don't need another, another schmuck boy. Cause you're just a schmuck boy. You're just a schmuck boy. That's not enough boy. Don't need another, another schmuck boy.